This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. When the COVID-19 pandemic clobbered the auto industry earlier this year, we thought that 2020 would be a year of record losses for automakers and their suppliers. But Q3 financial results show it's not turning out that way. At Volkswagen, production fell, sales fell, and revenue fell. But VW returned to profitability after a miserable second quarter, and it posted a 2.7 billion euro net profit. At Ford, the numbers are even more interesting. It sold fewer vehicles globally in the third quarter, but revenue actually went up. I'll have more on that in a minute. Ford posted a net profit of $2.4 billion, which would be a good number even in a good year. And here's the number that just jumped off the balance sheet at us. Ford's cash pile shot up by $6 billion. It now has over $44 billion in cash and securities, and that means it should be able to easily pay off all the money it borrowed earlier this year when it expected doom and destruction. So how come automakers, suppliers, and dealers have seen their profitability come roaring back? Well, here's our AutoLine Insight. All around the world, car dealers are running on tight inventory. Cars are selling as fast as they can get them off the trucks. So dealers have slashed their floor plan costs. And remember, dealers buy their cars from the car companies. And the faster they sell, the faster dealers can pay off their car loans. That saves them a ton of financing costs. And because inventory is tight, they don't have to offer sales discounts. That's why Ford's revenue went up, even though sales went down. We think the auto industry, especially in the U.S. market, is going to have to reevaluate why it normally keeps very high inventory levels. And one more thing. How come automakers like Ford are generating so much extra cash? Well, that's what happens when you shut down for over 40 days and don't have to pay your suppliers. And it all almost seems too good to be true. And it might be. We're now seeing a second wave of COVID-19 spreading throughout the world. Could that cripple the auto industry's comeback? That's what John and Gary will be talking about later this afternoon on AutoLine After Hours. Their special guest is Charlie Chesbrough, the chief economist for Cox Automotive. Mike Austin from Hemmings will also be on the show, and you're invited to join them later today at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. The two largest automakers in the world are partnering up. Well, sort of. It doesn't have anything to do with cars. Volkswagen and Toyota's commercial vehicle subsidiaries, Tratton and Hino, are going to develop battery electric and fuel cell trucks and components, as well as creating common EV platforms, including software and interfaces. Why both BEVs and fuel cells? Well, the companies say they are convinced both will be needed in the future. 
Tratton and Hino will develop the technology in Sweden and Japan. The tie-up will also allow them to get products out in the market faster, but more importantly, they'll save money on development costs. Car dealership finance and insurance managers have to be good at picking up on visual cues from customers while they're selling. But Wards reports the pandemic is making that more difficult. Customers are wearing masks or turning off their cameras during video conferences, and that's making it harder to be able to read their facial expressions and body language. Since F&I managers are the last person a car buyer sees in the buying process, they have to know how customers feel so they don't turn them off and blow the sale. We have more details about the new Genesis GV70 crossover. As you can see, the styling of the grille and lighting signatures ties right in with the rest of the lineup. The rear end is interesting. It's very curved, which creates a unique shape for the rear side window. And the dual character lines at the rear make this stacked effect. Not sure that I'm a fan of it, but it will certainly stand out on the road. The interior stands out too. A long skinny infotainment screen sits high on a stacked dashboard, the lower half housing the HVAC controls in a long thin oval that flows past the steering wheel. And this fat two-spoke steering wheel also has some visual interest. And it looks as though a number of non-traditional interior colors will be offered as well. Two months of final testing still needs to take place in Korea before the GV70's official launch. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by BorgWarner, propulsion solutions that support a clean energy efficient world. Nikon is famous for the cameras it makes, but did you know it also makes laser radar units for inspection systems? Automakers use devices like this to measure the body and white of a vehicle after they are welded in the body shop. Nikon calls its device APDIS, or Accurate Precision Distance Scanning, and its newest version is significantly lighter and smaller than before. The laser provides very precise measurement without the use of jigs or fixtures. That allows it to be placed right next to the assembly line, though it can also be used offline for measuring other assemblies, such as doors, hoods, and hatches. Nikon got into the measurement business in 2009 when it bought a Belgian company called Metris and then renamed it Nikon Metrology. And metrology, in case you haven't heard that word before, is the science of measurement. There's been a rising trend of converting old gas burners to run on electric power. And that's exactly what Chevrolet is doing for this year's virtual SEMA show. It gutted the engine, transmission, fuel lines, and exhaust from a 1977 K5 Blazer and stuffed it full of electronic components from a Bolt EV. Those include a 200-horsepower electric motor, all the controllers and wiring harness, and a 400-volt battery pack with 60 kilowatt-hours of usable energy. It's also equipped with a four-speed transmission. But the rest of the drivetrain is untouched. And unlike most SEMA show cars, this is not a one-off motor build. Chevy Performance will offer the setup as an E-Crate package, which is expected to hit the market in the second half of next year. Pricing was not revealed. But if things go well, Chevy says it's looking at expanding the E-Crate packages, including using its Altium drive technologies in the future. You know, it used to be the battle of cup holders, 
Now it's the battle of big screens. So the refreshed 2021 Ford Edge gets a standard, vertically mounted 12-inch display with over-the-air update capabilities. The Edge also offers nine different styles of wheels, two new paint colors, and new interior trim options, including cloth. The ST model is also sticking around and gets a number of unique touches inside and out. Speaking of Ford, it announced that the all-electric Transit is going to debut on November 12th. Time or place wasn't revealed, but you can be sure we'll cover it right here. Tesla sales are booming, and the company has sold more than a million cars. But there's one problem with that success. It doesn't have enough service centers for all those customers. Over the last 12 months, Tesla's sales have grown 50%, but in the same time, it only added 12% more service centers. So to close the gap, Electric reports the company will add 52 new service centers in 2021, about one a week. Tesla currently has 466 globally, and unlike most automakers, the company owns and operates all of its service centers worldwide. As Elon Musk has said in the past, the best way for Tesla to sell more vehicles is to grow its service center and supercharger network. In other EV news, it's finally official. Ram is going to get an electric pickup. During a third quarter earnings call, FCA CEO Mike Manley confirmed that the automaker will introduce an electric truck, but he did not provide any details. But everyone knew that Ram would have to jump on the bandwagon. GM and Ford have already announced plans for EV pickups. So have Tesla, Rivian, Lordstown, and Nikola. FCA's strategy all along has been to wait for the EV market to develop and then bring out its own. And it obviously decided its time has come. But with that, we wrap up today's show. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.